Hi, and welcome to today's webinar. My name is Brendan Kelly, and it is my privilege and honour to be speaking to you alongside a very special guest, Perry Martin. Say hello, Perry. Hello, and I'm looking forward to today. Thank you for the introduction, Brendan. Oh, pleasure indeed. Perry Martin is a guy who, well, I, I might get you um, just very briefly, Perry, to give us an insight on uh, what I miss around who you are and what you've done. But broadly speaking, you've been, um, you've been presenting and training uh, people around a wealth-based mindset. Um, you would have seen early on and, and possibly one of the triggers, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the triggers for you wanting to take this work on is, is if you don't think right, you don't get it right, and if you don't get it right, you don't make the money you need and have the back-end lifestyle that you're after. Would that be a fair statement? It's definitely a fair statement, and the reason that I do this work is that I actually do a lot of business development work. I work very closely with entrepreneurs in, to develop business models that support them in having a fantastic lifestyle. Um, and also must note that I am a multi-business owner myself, so I know how important getting strategy, getting strategy correct is and making sure that you've got all the technical processes in place for building a business but working with clients I really saw that having the strategic know-how was one thing but they were often being blocked because of the way they thought and what was really interesting is that they weren't even aware of the way they thought because they were just habituated to the way that they the things that they believed and the way that they operated but I could see that was stopping them from taking their businesses to the next level. I've also done the same thing with investors where I'm, I'm of course I'm not investing expert, but same thing, where they would have all the strategic uh, processes in place but undermine themselves through the way they think, and as we'll explore today, even their emotional states. So you, you can't create what you want from a financial perspective without dealing with both sides, the, the beliefs, the emotions that you have, and the strategic ways that you think that you need to do to create what you want. So the mind actually is the critical component for success. It's, it's that grey matter between your ears that makes the difference to doing your investing well and consistently coming up the same, you know, against the same blockages or, or stumbling and falling along the way. And, and our role here today is to support you in avoiding that stumble and fall. So Perry, you've been, um, you've been educating and training people for, for decades now. Um, what, yeah. What's the buzz that you get out of it? Uh, there's two things. Uh, first of all, I've really what I teach, I've applied to myself, um, and as a result of that, I've been able to create a pretty amazing lifestyle uh, through the businesses that I personally own. Um, so there is a sense of giving back. It's something that I'm really passionate about. That's certainly a, a big motivation to me. And in fact, I'd actually say that would be my mission in life to to pass on what my teachers taught me and. and uh, Help others, really. Now, this amazing lifestyle has led you to where you're sitting right now. Where are you? I am on the island of Roti, which is in Timor. And uh, as you know, Brendan, I've been a lifelong surfer. I actually set my businesses up so that I could surf as much as I wanted. And, of course, that's also meant uh, some wonderful things with my family. I've been able to spend a lot of good quality time with my boys and my wife and beautiful places in the world surfing. And right now... You would not believe the view I have. I'm overlooking this most beautiful blue water with these tropical, just this most amazing tropical scene in Roti and Timor with waves breaking on the reef that I was on this morning surfing. 
And isn't that a vision that uh, I think we'd all like to be sharing with you right now? So congratulations on being there for that. Well done. Thank you. So <clears throat> today's conversation then is for people listening to this and for anyone who listens to this in, in future as a recording, is to get an idea of some of the mental blocks, some of the things that will stop you from achieving. It's all about managing procrastination and conversations around procrastination. Now, what, I guess one fundamental question is, is why do we want to talk about that and why do we want to talk about that now? Well, you've just started the Results Mentoring Program. You, this is probably month two and, and we're into evolving who we are and getting fairly enthusiastic about it. We've just come out of the kickstart. It is an exciting time for all grads listening to this as well, you, the, the opportunity to do the kickstart again and to ramp up into a whole new financial year. Very, very exciting and lots of... Um, Lots of energy and, and motivation comes into wanting to achieve that, which is just great. The downside is, though, and, and you would have seen this time and time again as, as grads, or, or you may have seen these other facets of your life, that, that for all the enthusiasm and motivation you have right now, there's a potential risk that, well, you stumble and fall, that life pushes back. There's a whole pile of world around you. And if you don't take that into consideration, then there becomes an amount of reasons to procrastinate on achieving this goal. So not only is it the external forces that, that you're attempting to navigate in order to create the space to achieve, but it's the internal mind games that you play with yourself that allow you, well, that actually can stop you dead. And that's why we're talking about procrastination today. It is an insipid a, a very cruel stop to achieving the life you want. And if you can see those things that cause the procrastination, then you can manage them better. You can find solutions to those problems and then you can continue to achieve. So that's what we're talking about today. Now, you would have received um, in your notification around today's webinar, in your email, a link to download um, a slide presentation. Well, these are prompts and these are the things we'll be talking about today. So we'll work through those over about the next 55-odd minutes and, and with the greatest of intent, get to the conclusion of those in, within the hour. So my encouragement, if you haven't got that slide deck ready yet, um, get those slides out there, uh, either print them out or, um, and, and have them in front of you or have them on a laptop, choice is yours, but by having them, having them with you, you'll be able to follow the conversation potentially slightly better and, and, and allow you then to take whatever notes you might want with a little more ease, and that would be the idea. Okay, so Perry, let's 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 get into the heart of the conversation. We're, we're talking about managing procrastination now. Part of the journey, I guess, around procrastination is is firstly knowing what you want. It is all about. Hang on, I've got a vision. I know what I'm after. Let's go hunt that down. And if you've got clarity around that, then fantastic. You know what you're attempting to achieve. Without that vision, I mean, that's already a source of of procrastination. So. Part of the, 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 the primary objective, I guess, is, is getting clear. In, in your words, Perry, tell me about getting clear and, and what that actually means to you and how that's going to set you up. Yeah, there's actually, I'll answer that question. I want to come back to something you also said earlier. I think it's really important to set today up. Uh, the first thing is that uh, certainly in, in, in my work, uh, we all have a, a path in life that's deeply inspiring and meaningful to us. Um, but often as kids, that gets drummed out of us. As an example, we go to school and we get sort of set up, the, uh, you know, to fit the system, to be a cog in the system. 
um, and no one actually takes us aside. And I mean, unless we're very lucky to have uh, amazing parents or, or, or mentors at an early age, no one takes us aside to go, you know, who are you? What do you really love? You know, what's really meaningful to you and what's really inspiring to you? And so typically that means that if we haven't had someone do that for us, then we've got to learn to do that for ourselves or seek someone out that can help us identify that, especially if that's been lost. Now, that often gets lost when people have been working in jobs they don't like, and a lot of people coming to results will have been in that situation. And they end up having to be involved with what we call should-dos. You know, we have to do this, we have to do that just to survive and get by in life. And, of course, of course, once we start thinking in that way, we push aside some of the things that we really love and we really want to do. So, well, you've got the social all, norms. You, you've got the social yeah, norms and the social yeah. expectations. The, the, the go to school, um, get some education, uh, go out and get employed and then go out and find yourself a partner and then go and pop out these little bambinos and, and then work for the next 40 years attempting to keep the family alive. I mean, they're, they're the social norms. And, and that is a real killer for dreams and, and, and the, the desire to... Correct. I mean, even the desire to want to, the, the, whole, the whole anecdote, I owe, I owe, it's off to work, I go. And, and, and those sorts of um, chants, those sorts of things that occur in life are a real depressant towards keeping the dreams alive. Oh, totally. I, I just want to share this. It's, and it's important to be, to be really, you know, let, let's go through this effectively. Uh, yesterday, I was in a car with three people in their 60s. Um, and we're crossing Timor. And one of the things that I noticed about them, because I love, when I meet people, I just love talking to them. They all had those really bright, shiny eyes, you know. They had a lot of vitality. And so I started to dig into their lives. And every one of them was living a life that they were deeply passionate about. And they'd taken the time to investigate what really mattered to them. And for them, it was travel. And so they'd set themselves up, like me, so that they could travel wherever they wanted, whenever they wanted. Now, not everyone loves traveling, but the, the, the key part of the story is you have to take the time to really own what it is that you really love. And then that becomes, you know, what you talk, talked about before, you create your vision based on that. Well, uh, Nothing else. You should not create your vision based on anything else other than what meaningful and important juices you up, gets you excited. But the whole, uh, the, the words that, that screamed out to me in, in what you just said was the set yourself up. So they had set themselves up to have that life. So you're, everyone listening to this is in a program, is, is in, a, in a support structure, a, a, uh, a, a mechanism, a structure that is designed to help you achieve what you want, a, a, a channel to help you set yourself up to have that life. So... The goal-setting stuff we've been working on is all centred on creating that vision, creating that clarity so that you know what you're after. Then it's a matter of the follow-through to achieve it, and that's probably what we're starting to get into now. What is the procrastination that affects that follow-through? I just wanted to go into that because that was the second thing. Once you've established your vision and you join something like results which may help you establish your vision, you've got to go create wealth. But here's the thing, and everyone's got to understand this. People come to the program, any program, or when they start to set a vision and goal, what they don't realise at that point, because they'll start off really excited, is you can not go to another level in wealth creation or in life without pushing up and having to address the belief systems and skill deficiencies that have kept you at the level that you're on now. Does that make sense? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. You think about um, going back to the whole story of of kids growing up, getting a partner, getting bopping the kids out, and then the I O I O. It's off to work. I go approach that. It, it speaks to and, and and talking about another level goes back to the idea that if you consider the five people around you, you are, you know, it's been suggested that you are the average of those five closest people to you. And have a look at those people that are, that are around you because it's those people that you've, that you associate with now, those people who are closest to you now that, that have a sense of influence about, and, and, and by default, almost a sense of, of, um, uh, what repression? No, that's not the right word. A, a sense of of resistance for you to succeed because, and now we're getting into relationships. I understand, but but it, the relationships that you currently have are inadvertently part of your sources of procrastination. I've talked no, to many. Yeah, I've correct. talked two seconds. Sorry, but but I've, I've talked to many people, and as they get started, I've got this vision. I've got this vision. I had a similar vision. I want to throw a party at the back end of this journey where I'm. I'm really wealthy and I've got all the money I need and I want to throw a party for all my friends around me today. And that was a naive position to come into because under no circumstances was the people that I had today the same people who will be partying with me on the beach 10, 20 years from now when I was wealthy and they were where they're at now. You know, it's, it's, there's a real psychological shift that needs to occur and it'll occur in you first. And then it's like letting the horse to water. You, they can drink or not, and that's their choice. You can bring them along or invite them to come along. But I think I'm digressing. The, 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 I'm, I'm highlighting or attempting to highlight the idea of there are multiple forms of procrastination, and how you've set your life up today can, in fact, and inadvertently be one of them. Yeah, well, you're not digressing at all because this is actually going to lead further into the conversation. So, again, I, I totally agree with you that what happens is the friends that you have today are actually, um, a, 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 they sort of represent your present belief structures, your present attitudes, your present uh, skill set, ways of thinking. And as I said before, you can't go to the next level without transforming the belief structures, habits and skill deficiencies that have you at this level. So by default, going to the next level as an example in the results program you will be brought up against these uh, belief systems, which will actually impact your tribe, and I'll tell you why in a second. It, it, it's mostly because, as an example, we take something like self-doubt. Now, I guarantee that at some point in the journey for, for people in results mentoring, they're going to experience self-doubt as they learn new skills. Now, they probably don't realise this at, at, at this, that point in time, but their friends are controlled by self-doubt, which is why they are where they're at. Okay, they just don't know it. So what happens is in addressing self-doubt, overcoming self-doubt, you go to another level, and what you'll find is that you actually tend to be hanging around and attracting people that don't have self-doubt about the thing that you've just transformed or the level you've just gone to. I hope that makes sense. So you're saying when you go up to the next level, those people that you associate with in the next level have already conquered some of the things that you're about to face. Correct. And, and so you, 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 you start hanging out with them and enjoying being with them. And that doesn't mean you don't love your old friends um, because I believe I, you know, I've still got friends that I've known for 20 years but, or 30 years that are very different to me now because of, of my own growth path. But they're still friends. Them. 
They're still friends, but I, I would have to be honest and say that I do not find them stimulating. Because as I grow and overcome certain things, I still love them. I do not want to be around them as much. I still love them. And the friends that I'm around actually represent who I am and the level that I'm at. And so we stimulate each other because of what we've overcome to get where we've gotten. I hope that makes sense. Absolutely, perfectly, and it's one of the reasons why we encourage the culture that we do within results and why we believe the get-togethers are so important. The get-togethers are an accumulation of like-minded investors, and it's those just starting out right through to those who have, are now financially free or on the verge of financial freedom, and and by associating with those minds that, that, that way of thinking and having conversations with people who are thinking on that level, you are by osmosis, automatically introduced to a different way of thinking, which is just extraordinary for the opportunity for your own growth. So what are the things then, Perry, that some of the people will need to do or need to focus on or need to consider to take themselves from the level that they're currently used to with the comfort zones that they're currently in and amp up and, and, and I guess, cover off that resistance that will be the procrastination? Well, I really want to go into this because I think it's a very, very good question. So when, when we talk about procrastination, and you said it before, it covers many things, okay? Uh, there's the obvious procrastination. But I'm going to go somewhere else to set up an understanding about procrastination. I'm actually going to use you a bit, Brendan, because you've Ooh. worked with over the years. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, and, and myself, I'm going to say, most people do not know what it is actually like to be truly dedicated commitment and have all energy units, all emotional units driving towards a goal. Most people don't know what that's like. So as an example, I can get up in the morning and I can work 12, 13, 14 hours if I want to and my energy will stay high the whole time. I will um, push aside any distraction. I won't let people interrupt me. I'm a really, uh, time management is totally important. Um, and my focus is incredible. It's incredible. But I get to the end of the day, and I'm not drained. Okay? Now, I know with you, I've seen you like that. You have an ability to be so focused on your outcomes that you can just keep going, keep going, and you're loving every moment of it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Right, okay. the, you come right, to the end of the right. day, you might feel spent through energy, but the joy in your heart is phenomenal. Correct. So, so what most people who have come from the normal working world, they don't understand that because the, the, it, 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 this, is, this is why I need to start this with the opposite of procrastination. I am like, as my wife says, a rocket when I'm wanting something, when I'm wanting to, and the word here is create. When I'm wanting to create something, I'm like a rocket. I'm filled with passion. Now, if we use the concept of energy units, if, if I'm 100%, let's just say, you know, 100% energy units, uh, probably at any point in time, 98% um, of my energy units are going towards that goal. That means if someone wants to stop and chit-chat with me, I'm not going to get indulged with that. If someone wants to take my, my time sideways and go, Perry, can you look at this? And it's not uh, in what we call our, life, uh, our, our, our highest dollar productive zone, which is our, our highest money-making capacity, I'm going to go no to that. So, so the normal person probably runs at, let's say, 30 units, energy units towards their goal, and therefore 70 energy units are being tied up elsewhere. And that is a form of procrastination. It's not the conventional uh, use or, or, or 
it's not the conventional terminology uh, description yeah of procrastination but i think it starts to set a benchmark because anything that takes you away from being highly focused on your outcome is a form of procrastination in my book does but that make sense? It does, Perry, but there, okay, so just as a challenge, if I, ca- if I can, or, or to assist people Ooh, with perspective, yeah. um, sure, I get you, but if I was to just spend 14 hours a day, let's say, working on property, then the other components in my life being that of effective relationship with my wife, effective relationship with my kids, um, downtime to, to rest and recover, um, uh, the idea of eating, sleeping, you, 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 there is there is a counterproductive argument which says that, you know what, I'm going to dedicate myself to one function at the expense of all else. So how then do you equate the units? How, it, Okay, no, I love what you've said, and thank you for helping me clarify. Anyone that's spent any time with me knows that I really look after balance. My children are more important to me than anything. My wife's more important to me than anything. And if you ask them about the the amount of quality time I've spent with them, they'll tell you I have spent an incredible amount of quality time with them. What I'm talking about is when you're at work, if you're truly passionate and, and you've overcome, and we're going to get into this in a second, many of the belief systems that rob those energy units, while you're at work, you're extremely effective and get so much done and are so efficient. And that's all I mean. And so focused, you create what you want very fast. So you're kind of talking about yeah. a productivity with your time rather than a busyness with your time. Co- correct. I built a business 25 years ago and I only worked three and a half days a week because my children were young and I wanted to spend three and a half days a week with them. So in that three and a half days a week, because of of what we're talking about here, the way I I apply myself, which means I don't have things taking me sideways. All distractions are a form of procrastination. They're slowing you down. So so by by staying in that high level of productivity for three and a half days a week, I was able to build a really good business and then have three and a half days off. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, where if you look what most people do is they're working at 30% or working at, you know, maybe 40%, 50%. So if they they actually look at the day, they'll see how often they're distracted and they don't create as quickly and they're not as productive. And I also believe you actually send messages to life when you're only working at 30%. If I'm working at 98% of those energy units, I'm telling life I'm really serious about creating what I want. If I'm only using 30%, I'm saying to life, mm, you know, I'm just there. And I believe life responds. That's my belief system. So I hear what you're talking about, but, but let's now, if we can, just direct that more into the emotional perspective or the, the, the mindset perspective. Because, I mean, we've got webinars um, on the website and we've done conversations a lot about time management and being effective. And we've talked about also in the past, in, in past webinars around um, being clear on your goal, because if you're clear on your goal, you can focus on your goal. But it, it's a little bit more than the, the focus and the, the, the discipline. While it's required and, and effective time management can really improve your productivity, there is an emotional component here. Can you get us a little bit into that, which is the non-technical, but the headspace stuff? Okay, so what happens is in typically when I'm working with a client or my team's working with a client and they've got, they come to me because they know they procrastinate. Procrastination is a 
it, it's a surface behavior that's protecting someone from seeing something or meeting something inside of them that is more painful to see. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll use an example to really ground this out. If you grew up in a family, as an example, and either consciously meaning it was said or unconsciously meaning it was implied or maybe it was a family pattern, that, you know, we don't succeed. Actually, I grew up and my family said we can't make money. That was one of the belief systems that I grew up with in my family. Okay? Um, so when we have belief systems like that, we'll just, we'll, we'll use that one. No one in my family can make money. And my, my parents used to make jokes that we'd never win, you know, I forget them now, but, that, you know, we couldn't win, we couldn't win anything was the basic of the concept, but we couldn't make money. Now, that can sit on an unconscious level, meaning it's outside of your awareness. And it would have an emotional charge with it because if that was a belief system that you had, you might feel really bad about yourself. Or you might feel, uh, you know, like, oh, I can't make money. I'm feeling a bit low about that. And then you might join something like results, as an example. Now, and through results, you're learning technical things about investing, how to invest successfully. Now, the moment you sit down, even outside of your awareness, and you start to put those technical things into place, the belief, uh, no one in my family can make money, will be triggered. But because it's unconscious, meaning it's outside of your awareness, and you don't want to see that or feel that because it's an uncomfortable belief system, you might think, oh, I'll get up and have a cup of coffee now, or... I'll, I'll do that later, or I've got to do way more research, even though all the signs are saying, yeah, make this investment. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I've been clear here. Because we have, and again, in this work, what, what we need to be able to do is, see, the, the, the human beings have an amazing ability to be only conscious of a, a, a certain portion of their mind. And so in this work, we need to become very clear of the unconscious belief systems that we don't want to meet because they're uncomfortable or not even that, we just, we can't see them, that might drive the procrastinating behavior. The moment we go underneath procrastination, because as I said, because it's a surface behavior, and we start to see the beliefs that are causing the procrastination, then we can do something about them, then we can transform and start to what we call reprogram those belief systems. Now, if we come back to that thing about energy units, just picture this for a second, so I want to tie it in. If, if um, I have the belief, uh, no one in my family can make money, and imagine my uncle was an entrepreneur and he lost all his money, and I constantly heard my parents saying something like, oh, investing's risky, okay? What actually happens as I'm in results and I start to learn the technical stuff, energy units go to those two belief systems, I'm not even aware that they're there, and they've got an emotional charge, and they're, they're saying, even outside of my awareness, don't do this, Perry, don't do this, you'll lose money. You'll lose money, you'll lose money. And they'll send fear through my system, which I may or may not feel, depending on how conscious I am. And then all those energy units move away from the goal. And to protect ourselves, because, remember, the belief says we're going to lose money, or investing's risky, or uh, no one in my family can make money, procrastination becomes what we call a protection strategy. Because if you believe deeply, even outside of your awareness, that you're going to lose money through the investing, do you want to invest? 
and, and oh, absolutely okay. not. But, but can I just take one of your thoughts uh, yep. to a different different perspective slightly? And I think it's brilliant. If, if we talk about these energy units, let's say, let's say, for example, your conscious mind wants to fight the procrastination and fight through to because we know that, that, that our intellectual brain is telling us that this is a good thing and it's good to have the money and we're going hard. We are spending a lot of energy units fighting the procrastination and making very little progress. So what we get then oh. is, this is hard. This is really hard. And it, the, the accumulation of those spent energy units is actually a form of erosion to the, to the dream and the vision of, of, I really want this. And if you spend, as an idea, and just taking this thought further, if, if you spend so many energy units, you've got to turn around to yourself at some point and say, I can't sustain. And then you ask, do I really need that dream after all? And it starts to challenge everything that you've been putting the energy into. So, so knowing your emotional position, and, and in our slide deck, we're making, we, we've got big, big claims about getting clear. The getting clear is not necessarily getting clear on your goal or getting clear about on the vision. It's getting clear on the emotional disturbances in the background so you can manage them. Would that be fair? Oh, it's totally fair. And I really love what you said. And I think that you really helped ground out something and brought a great interpretation to what I said because I just want to go with what you've, you, you've, you've brought to everyone on the call today. Correct. What people will try and do is use will. Okay? The moment they try to use will... That's more energy units used, so they're trying to fight a belief system that's trying to protect them. You get around, people talk about saboteurs. In reality, there's no such, such thing as saboteurs. There's protectors. They're trying to protect us. If you believe on an unconscious level that investing is risky because that's what you grew up with, then the procrastinator go is your protector. It's trying to protect you from losing money because that's the belief system that's controlling the protector procrastinator. Okay? So you come in and try and use will that takes more energy units, you start to burn out. Okay, this is why I started off today talking about the opposite of procrastination. What is it like to have 100 or 98 energy units going towards the goal? And you can only get there through being clear and actually transforming the belief systems and decreasing the emotional charge of the belief systems to the point when you free out more energy units to create what you want. So getting clear, why do we need to get clear? Now you've got in, in our notes a priority learning. Managing emotions is as important as learning the techniques of successful investing. And I think that's what the conversation's been about thus far. So you go then into to triggers of a psychological response. All your stories, fears, excitements about making or losing money are triggered as soon as you do, which you've already stated. And, and the fact that it impacts then your, now you've got here, choice-making mechanisms. Tell me about choice-making mechanisms. Okay. What we'll do is, and again, I'm just going to ground out because I agree with what you've said. It is what we've covered so far. Let's just imagine what well, happens to everybody, um, certainly in the early phases. The moment that you go to invest, the moment you go to invest, um, let's just say you've done all your research, everything's lining up, and you can see, yes, all green lights, this is very safe investment. So we, we can say that logically everything stacks up, and it's really important to say that. So the logical part of the mind, everything stacks up. 
the, the clients rang Brendan or one of the results coaches and the results coaches goes over things and say, yeah, look, it's looking great. Okay? So the person goes away, but as they go to, to, to act on the investment, what will typically happen is there'll be a physiological response depending on the person's story. Okay? So the sto- when we use the word story, it means what stories did you grow up with about money? So as an example, if you grew up with the story of it's easy to lose money from investing, from, from, when you invest, and that might be a, a family story, um, fear will be triggered. Okay? The moment fear is triggered, what it's going to try and do is persuade you away from making that investment. So therefore, that becomes a choice-making mechanism, not your logical mind. And at this point, it should be your logical mind. Am I being clear here? Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is that um, the more you challenge your comfort zone, and your comfort zone is your existing belief systems and structures and emotions, the more you challenge your comfort zone, the more your comfort zone will challenge you. And... In that, then, when you, you dedicate your will to an outcome that is different slightly, ever so perhaps, or substantially different to your belief system, your comfort zone will be fighting hard and the resistance is greater. As a result, surreptitiously, your mind will be working against you, um, against making the right investing decision or, or a logical investing decision, uh, um, an intellectual good investing decision. Correct, and, and so therefore you might procrastinate, want to research more, not pull the trigger, and all of a sudden you lose out on that opportunity. That's a, that's a common story with people that we work with. Or an, as another example, everything stacks up logically, and investing is a logical game, as is business building. It's, it's, it's about strategy, um, and you know we won't go into this now, but it's a logical game. Um, and let's just imagine that you grew up with the belief that it was really, really easy to make money, um, and so everything, you, 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 well, here's another one. You haven't done your logical research, not properly, but because you've got the belief, because this comes back to the choice-making mechanism, that it's easy to make money, you get excited, right? Again, a physiological response. You get really excited about the opportunity, and instead of checking all the facts and details, the excitement and the belief that it's easy to make money puts you into that investment when it doesn't stack up logically. So, so what we're getting at here... So it's a gut-feel gamble rather than an uh, intellectual due diligence decision. It, it's not even... Yeah, yeah, correct. But it's not even gut-feel. It's driven by the belief system that says it's really easy to make money. Now, if you've got a belief that says it's really easy to make money, you'll tend to get overexcited. <laughs> you get me? Yeah, yeah. Now, think about someone that's new to it, like, you know, people, people like myself and you, where we've been around, we know um, that it is easy to make money, but it's only easy to make money when you, do, when you apply the logic to it and everything stacks up, because you've, got, you've engaged the strategic mind, the logical mind. But if you've just been brought up with a belief that it's easy to make money, that will typically drive an excitement um, that will tend to override the logic. And I'm sure you've seen that with clients before. So one of the things that we need to do in order to, to I guess, manage, control, uh, mitigate the, the, the decisions that occur in the background that we don't know we're making on the basis of old beliefs is, is really get to know yourself. 
um, develop a, an emotional intelligence that makes you makes you a better investor. Now, I've, I've pinched those words specifically from your slide deck as a priority learning to, to drive the point home. The more you know yourself, the more you are able then to manage your beliefs and, and recognise and discredit them, so to speak, you know, by creating an alternative belief structure. Correct. That, that in, in this work, we become far better investors we, we can even become far better parents. We can be, become far better at anything if we take the time to become very aware of all our belief systems. In fact, I will tell you this, that my life purpose, and, and this is not the exterior life purpose, I shared that before, my exterior life purpose is to, to work with people um, and, and help them uh, with what's really worked for me and my other clients. But my own life purpose is to uh, really identify and understand every belief structure within my personal consciousness and then work out what is true, what's not true, what's effective, what's not, not effective, what supports, what doesn't support, and then transform those that impact my behavior in ways that disagrees with me on all sorts of levels. It could be a heart level. It could be a logical level as a business builder. And in doing that, I become clearer about all my behavioural drives because you must understand that behavioural drives are typically associated, not always, but are typically associated with belief structures. So typically what we know is that a belief structure that has an emotional charge will drive a certain set of behaviours and actions. And it's really easy to see from a logical perspective when you start to map that out. Now, and I want to bring this back to procrastination just quickly because yep. that's the subject of today. You'll see here on the slide deck, it says that too much fear will drive you not to, drive you to not pull the trigger or procrastinate, which is basically the same thing. So we know that if you have belief systems that provide, um, that, that, that drive fear on an unconscious level or even on a conscious level, you will tend to procrastinate. And, and I'm sure everyone can see that makes sense. There's, I'm also going to say it can also be the fear of success. So as an example, and if you grew up in, say, a working-class family, and in the working-class family your identity is, is, is based on, um, you know, fitting in with the tribe and what you heard all the time is that, you know, you know rich people rip people off and blah, 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 blah. This is stuff I heard when I was a kid your deepest fear could be being wealthy because on the unconscious level, you're thinking, geez, if I'm wealthy, I'm going to be a, a, a rich bastard who's ripping people off, if that's what you've heard growing up. So here you are on the conscious level in results trying to create wealth and on the unconscious level it's saying, don't be one of those people. You, if you're not aware that that's there, you're in trouble, okay? And you will procrastinate. You will find ways. Energy units will take you sideways from creating the goal procrastination. Does that make sense? It does, absolutely. So, Yeah, and I'll, can I share a story in a second? You go under this story I want to share. Uh, oh, no, no, go. You, you go. Yeah, okay. In my own wealth creation journey, and, and this, this, is, um, this story is a, a very personal one, and, you know, yeah, what, what surprises me is if you're not vigilant about the, your beliefs, 
you won't, there'll be something within your consciousness that's undermining you, and you've got no idea it's there, and it may not even be a big thing. It could just be the littlest thing. So this is what I share with you. One day, I was doing my inner work, and this was many, many years ago, when I was first with my, my wife, who, who I love dearly. She, and the belief came up, and it said something like, I don't want to be wealthy, isn't the right, I don't want to be wealthy because I want, I want to prove that Amory loves me. Okay? No, I'm you missing that connection support. entirely. You don't want to be wealthy yeah. because you want to prove that Anne-Marie loves you. Yeah, okay. Well, you'll see that you'll start. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded okay. here. Yeah, so, so I'm going, wow, this is weird because I had the same thing as you. This is weird. What's this about? So I started to look deeper. And what I'd seen over the last six months was that two of our friends that had been very, very wealthy and happily married, the, the two men lost their wealth through silly mistakes. And then their woman left them. Okay, so are, are, you not, are you suggesting that they're in it for, for richer happiness and wealth? Correct. Okay, now remember, I, I, was, I was so surprised when I saw this belief. But the, we, are being, we are being conditioned every day around our beliefs around money, about our beliefs about everything, through the things that are happening around us. And this is why we're going to be really vigilant. So in that experience, my unconscious had said, oh, I better make sure that she's not a gold digger, was basically what it was saying. If, 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 if she loves me when I'm poor, <laughs> that means she's a keeper. <laughs> that was the belief. And I'm going, I did, oh, that belief is a dangerous belief from a wealth creation perspective. That's that funny. That's, yeah, that's, that's fascinating, that's, but you, you, without digging down deep enough to see that, you wouldn't have. Remember I said before, my purpose is, my internal purpose is to constantly see my belief systems so then I can start to work with them and then develop different behavioral drives. So, of course, yeah. That's fascinating because a lot of people that I speak to around property investing and around um, creating wealth for themselves often skip over this as a concept, but it is one of the most, most the, the significant blocks to all wealth. So, of course, logic suggests spending the energy to understand yourself is going to go a long way towards managing that which comes up for you that stops you. I, Correct. I, I want to go back to, um, I have this approach, that a layman's perspective about what you're saying, I think. Um, yes around the, the idea of the comfort zone and, and just want to run it by you to see if it, if it fits according to what we're saying here. But the idea is if, if you exist in a comfort zone and you recognize and identify yourself right now as comfortable and then you want to yeah. go and create wealth, you'll never do it. And the reason you'll never do it is because your belief structure says I'm comfortable now. And I reckon the body and the mind and, and soul all create comfort. They're, they're synergistically aligned to want Comfort, peace, safety, tranquility, and a sense of happiness, comfort. And, and with that then, if we declare to ourselves today that, yeah, ultimately, you know, I get it, life, I don't have everything I want, but I'm comfortable, now I'll go out and chase more, it will never happen that they succeed that because they have declared to themselves today that they're comfortable and therefore by default they are in a happy location and there's no reason to go and get it despite the intellectual... Um, 
addressed towards wanting more. So flipping that around then, part of the conversations that I've had with many people over the years around their comfort zone and, and struggling and being comfortable and identifying that is to say, make the declaration that right here, right now, life isn't comfortable. You have what you have, but you are entitled or you or you want so much more or, or the vision that is your end game um, is, is so much better. And therefore, by default, the vision that is your end game needs to be that comfort. And as long as you put out ahead of you or out, out as the goal a new order of comfort, suddenly your mind starts to identify that whatever you've got now isn't comfortable. And therefore, you're automatically beginning to shift and break down the resistance towards staying where you're at because the body craves comfort. And if you've got your vision as this is comfortable, this is what I'm creating in my mind, in my world as being comfortable and everything is all about achieving that comfort, your body, your mind and spirit will align towards moving towards achieving that comfort. So almost by direct, um, by declaration about what you're looking to achieve, do you start to actually address the internal belief systems and the mechanism for making decisions? Of course. I love what you've said. I love what you said. And from my model, it's exactly how it happens. Uh, and I'd like to just bring some things to that. The first one that I'd like to say is you would not believe how many people in this world don't own their vision and their goals because doing so will bring them up against everything that feels uncomfortable and they'd rather stay comfortable where they are. And I'll use an example. If you've been doing a job for 20 years, and even if you don't like it, it's comfortable, you won't know that you have self-doubt, as an example. Okay? While you're in a comfortable job, you don't know that you have self-doubt. Okay? Would that be true? Yep. Right? Well, if there's no challenge to what you're doing or no challenge to be different, then obviously by default you are comfortable. Right, quite correct. Okay, so um, that type of person too might, by the way, you might ask them what they really want to do in life and they, they won't be honest about that because on some level they're aware that staying comfortable stops them from confronting self-doubt, as an example. Okay. The moment you set an intent, and I really get you, where this is what I really want, because I'm actually uncomfortable here, so I really want this goal and this lifestyle. I want to make, you know, uh, have a passive income of, of you know, $400,000, $500,000 a year or a million dollars a year or whatever it is, and I want to, you know, be able to travel the world or, or you know, I want to go and help uh, build orphanages overseas or in Australia. Um, that intent, the moment you make that intent, you'll get excited but as you start to take action towards it, everything that you were able to hide from in the previous level of comfort comes to the surface to be addressed and transformed so you can go to that next level. This is why I said earlier on, you can't go to the next level of wealth creating without actually addressing all the things that kept you at the previous level of comfort. It's a law. What happens for most people when we come back to procrastination as an example, they might start to, to, they join results and they get really excited about that. And then two months in, as the money goes on the line, or three months in, as the money goes on the line, they start to procrastinate because what's happening is the belief systems that they were able to hide from at the previous level of comfort start to surface 
and they're not ready to address it, so they procrastinate. Okay, we're, we're sticking with the subject of procrastination. Yep. But can you see? Yep. Now, at that point, and this is why I love this work, because creating what we want, whether it's in wealth creation or relationships or whatever, we can only create that next level if we're willing to face and work with those belief systems and emotions that we were hiding from at the previous level. So creating is an inside-out job. Creating what we want forces us into personal development. So what are some it steps? Forces us into personal development. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. what are the steps to better investing? You've got a, you've got four points here. Can you can you take us quickly through those? Of course, I'll move to that slide. <laughs> um, the the first thing we have to do is we have to learn to identify and label our emotional responses clearly. That's the first thing. So we talk about developing internal awareness, what you might call um, learning to witness and observe yourself. Now, by the way, over the last, I've been teaching this work for years, but over the last 10 years, there's been a lot of science around what's called mindfulness. Mindfulness was the word, is the label that is applied in certain communities to what I've taught for years, which we use the word observer and, or witness. Observing means that we start to really connect with the emotions that we experience and start to get to know those emotions and we start to look at the belief structures that trigger those emotional responses. So at this point, we're in the awareness phase. We, we, we are finding out about ourselves, our personality. We're finding out you know, what was previous unconscious to us. And, and for me, by the way, this is a very joyful journey. It's exciting because I love doing this stuff. Um, and that's the first thing. So we look at awareness and increasing awareness of these belief structures. And so you have to have a practice, this is my viewpoint, that constantly has you going inside to work out what beliefs are driving or impacting you emotionally and in, impacting your, um, your actions. Once you've done that, you start to learn how to transform those beliefs and emotions that undermine successful investing. So you're looking at, first of all, awareness. You can't change anything without being aware of it. And then you have to have practices to transform those belief structures, which will then bring the emotions into align, into alignment. Now, in the early stages, before you become masterful at this, you learn to manage emotions. So I'll quickly just share with you there's three results. That's actually the next slide. So when you... Learn how to work within your, within your own personality or your personal consciousness and identify beliefs and you, you learn the tools to work with those belief structures to, to, to transform them. What you typically experience is that what we call dysfunctional beliefs, which are beliefs that don't support successful investing and their emotions, they just drop away completely. That's, that's one level and that's the ideal level. That's, what, that's the best outcome. Second is the dysfunctional beliefs, emotions decrease in voltage. So they increase in voltage, meaning emotional tension, to the point where they no longer plague you. And the third one is you learn to, to um, manage, actually, that's incorrect, you learn to manage the emotions that uh, undermine success in investing. So there are three outcomes from doing good quality inner work on those beliefs and emotions that undermine the effective investing. So if we, yeah, it does absolutely. If we start to manage them, does that allow us to progress to the next level? Oh, totally. 
Because, and, and if, I'll also be really clear here, like you might have to learn to manage in the early stages. If you manage an emotion for a year or a set of belief systems for a year, I guarantee they'll drop away in voltage. So you, you, even if you're in, in what we call the management phase, through being in the management phase uh, after two or three years, or one year, or eight months, or six months, you tend to get that out, one of the, 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 the better outcomes, which is they decrease in voltage or the beliefs drop away altogether. So you mentioned early, on an earlier slide the idea of a gym. Um, just as results, mentoring program is equitable to being in a gym. You, we encourage you to work on your investing muscle. We encourage you to work on your skills around doing investing better. Perry's talking about working on the skills to do you better, to work on your skills to identify who you are in this world and have been and what you have been influenced by what belief structures you've formed and created for yourself to identify those that actually stop you or, or lead you down a path that either at best causes a short-term procrastination but, but at worst actually stops you dead for all your dreams and visions. So the concept here is the more you work on you as part of your journey and results as part of your journey towards being a, an awesome and successful property investor enabling you to, to leave your job forever and to have the passive income that you want. In order to achieve that, it, it is a multifaceted approach, which is, again, why we're so proud to have Perry as part of the journey now towards you achieving that, towards you being a better property investor in your entirety, not just necessarily in your skills and not just necessarily intellectually around uh, the analysis of deals. The more you work on you on all levels, the, the more capable and the greater your capacity to actually achieve great things for yourself and to, and to live that new world of comfort that you have for yourself or, or that you can create for yourself. Hi there. If you want to get better investment returns or grow more profit and free time in your business, join me in Perry's Oasis where we specialize in helping you overcome the devils, keeping you from the next level of profit. You won't get this insight anywhere else. It's an absolutely powerful program and way of overcoming internal limitations and blocks that stop you from really accessing your power and purpose as a business owner and investor. And it's free for the first 30 days, so you can check us out, see if we live up to our promises, $49 a month after that, no locked-in contract, so you can cancel at any time. So there's no risk of you being involved at all. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So to be honest, it's actually a sabotage if you don't get involved. I hope to see you on the inside. See ya.